2: Deuce and Moe, Deuce and Moe, Deuce and Moe, the podcast that you know. Hey, welcome back to the Deuce and Mo podcast. We're together in studio again on Christmas Eve Eve after the Kings had an ugly, disappointing loss at home to the Washington Wizards, 125.0 to 111 sabonis went to the locker room at the end of the game looked like he was in major pain with that left hand we don't know his status moving forward and the king's heading the christmas kind of <laughs> on a sour note
3: yeah banged up ugly loss that sucks
2: we have a lot to go over on tonight's show we'll talk about what went down with the kings and wizards We'll also discuss stuff in a crazy night around the NBA. We'll have some Christmas Eve fun, too, because it's Christmas Eve Eve. I'm Deuce Mason. That is Morgan Reagan. Morgan, how are you? You already know. Are you exhausted a little bit? I feel great for someone who's been up since 5 a.m. and started the day in Las Vegas. Yeah,
3: and you know know what? Okay, I'm going to be honest.
2: Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go.
3: Whenever I do hear people, because I feel like people have heard us all week talk about that we're tired and stuff and it's definitely been part of our identity this week and i just i feel bad even saying that i'm so exhausted here's the thing why
2: here's the thing because i'm good. when i'm saying i'm tired i'm not complaining about it no. I had the time of my life i'm not like oh my life sucks it's so hard but i watched basketball and hung out around executives and watched uh, nba level talent totally grateful worked with awesome people i'm not complaining i'm just it's just a fact it's been a crazy week and and I,
3: i never said you were complaining and i promise i'm not and i'm not complaining i it's just like one of those things though where i'm like no i'm i'm good i'm golden feeling great flew in really early this morning from vegas um just to consume even more basketball and God damn it, I wish it was just much better basketball that we got to watch from the Sacramento Kings tonight. Because that would have given me the energy burst, though, that I needed, even though I still feel good.
2: My question, if tonight's Kings game was a Christmas present when you were a kid, you open it up, you're all excited, what would that present be?
3: I think it would have been a lot like a Christmas present that I think you said you've gotten before, which was the...
2: that's you know it's cool like but I was asking like what would yeah be for no you? no
3: and I'm saying what I think we got the same gift at okay. one point the drum pad. Dun, dun, I, dun. I, I didn't
2: get that for Christmas. Why are you bringing up the drum pad? That oh, hurts me. That uh, hurts me. No,
3: because I got one. What are you? What are you? That, talking you about?
2: got a drum pad for Christmas. Well, and, and it that, was.
3: It's even worse though, Deuce, because it said because I wanted to learn how to play the drums and it said to Morgan, "Love Santa." And this was when I was really young, and I'll never forget it. It was the moment I found out Santa wasn't real. Because after I opened it, my mom goes, "Yeah, I got that down the street from the local music store," and I'm like, "The Santa, no Santa." That's when you stopped
2: believing in Santa, because Santa is obviously more than real. Well,
3: and that's what I meant to say, though. Yeah, yeah, because like he's obviously real. You
2: started doubting it in a major way. Yes. And that's that's too bad. Yes. Your mom would do that to you.
3: Yes 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 i forgot kids listen yes 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 santa all praise santa so yeah it was just like you know kind of well now i can't even talk about it because
2: i would say this for me tonight's game was like opening up a gift from my grandma not the one who just passed one who passed a long time ago who gave the worst gifts?
3: I already know what gift that well, you've told
2: me so I many know. times. I'm just, I, it's, it was opening up and oh, look, a wooden like train set. I, I wanted of video times. games. I wanted Hot Wheels. I wanted a Power Ranger toy. You know what I got? I got a wooden little train, that wooden car that no one likes.
3: would have been worth so much now because it would be like an awesome antique wooden train set by the way antique
2: was not antique and it wasn't like a train set it was like one train it was like that's what tonight was it was christmas oh we'll walk on a playstation game that i get (laughs) open up oh wooden train cool it's a block that someone carved well that's what tonight's game was
3: yeah or a drum pad from a fake santa you know
2: yes (laughs) (laughs) i love how cautious you are So tonight, in all seriousness, was probably overall the worst the Kings have played this year. When you factor in everything, right? You're at home. You're coming off a win. The team you're playing tonight, the Wizards, just played last night in Utah, similar to the Hornets game, Mm -hmm. right? Where they were on the second night of a back-to-back. And you were just kind of bad in all facets of the game, right? It was missed shots, not a lot of ball movement, settling, and then defensively. And I don't know if it was the missed shots that led to this, but after the missed shots, how many like straight line drives, backdoor cuts, slashes to the basket that the Wizards get in this game? They had 70 points in the paint. G- guys could not defend anybody tonight.
3: No. I mean, the Wizards shot 55% from the field, right? um a little over 55% and they were making everything but they were getting to their spots very easily right Easy. it wasn't it wasn't like oh man they were making everything there was so much pressure uh perimeter pressure contest shots hands in the face guys were moving great laterally no and i don't even know i think some people would would like to call it an effort thing it's hard for me to use that with this Mike Brown squad so far this season. Uh, um, I don't feel like I've really seen many games this season where it's like you're just like, guys didn't bring the effort tonight. Sometimes it's more like they just didn't have it, right? And I felt like it was one of those nights for the Kings again on their home floor.
2: Well, Malik Monk, my question is, what happened tonight? They just didn't fill us, man. Uh, we let them do whatever they wanted to do. Uh they just ran, um, ran whatever they wanted to, uh,
4: with no bumps. We didn't bump them at all, didn't hit them at all. Uh, yeah, they just punked us tonight.
5: 70 points in the paint. Do you feel mm. like that exposed you guys not having, you know, a backup big man after Sabonis?
4: No, nah, man, we got to guard the ball. Um, too many straight line drives, too many um, fast break, um, live, live turnovers. Um, too much of everything, man. We, like I said, we just let them do whatever they want to do.
3: Yeah. That's. I mean, that's what it was, right? You and, get down
2: thirty on your home floor. That fan base, that that crowd tonight at the game wanted it so bad. The Kings had like cut it to eighteen at one I point, know. and you would have thought they were up by eighteen with how the crowd was reacting. They wanted it so bad.
3: Yeah, I think that was the toughest part too. There were so many people in attendance that were like coming home for Christmas and being like, "Hey, I hope to see that beam tonight." And they're not going to, going to see the beam. They're probably not going to get to come to another game because the holidays is what brought them home and it's just even more sad that it was a loss like that you know uh uh hasa minaj was in yeah. attendance too and so he had to see a shitty king's loss as well he so did. it's just it was it's tough it's tough you don't like to see this around the holidays um especially when everyone's hyping up how well this team has been playing and they look like dog shit
2: <laughs> it just came out of nowhere <laughs> Really? I love it. You know what it is? I, I feel like I have a lot of energy right now. Yeah? And I could tell you're you're a little tired. Nuh-uh, no uh you're tired. It's, it's not a shot at you. I'm not taking I a shot. I swear. But I don't know. We're just kind of talking. Like, yeah, they were just uh, dog shit. I <laughs> know. <laughs> it's great. I mean, they wore tonight. Um, let's uh, hear what Mike uh, Brown had to say. How do you explain what happened in this game, Mike? Well, communication wasn't always great,
1: Uh and then our our, our multiple effort uh, to contest to finish another one of our staples wasn't there. Uh, we started the first half. Uh, Keegan closes out to Kuzma, great contest, but he stops and he watches Kuzma go get the offensive rebound and has a little putback. <clears throat> um, so I, you know, we we deserve to get our behinds kicked like we did, and it's a shame because we maybe had. Two or three guys, Trey uh, was one of them, and obviously Domus was the other one, play extremely hard. Um, I thought offensively um, we were probably about as selfish as I've seen us, especially in the first half. Uh, We talked about moving the ball from one side of the floor to the other, which is one of our staples, ball reversals. We talked about paint touches and sprays, which we've been pretty good at. Uh, And we talked about quick decisions. And in that first half, I probably saw more no-pass shots or one-pass shot with the ball on the same side than I have in any game uh, on the course of the year. And, you know, again, it's it's a shame because – the one thing you want to be able to do is say we left it out on the floor in terms of our grit and our hard play, but they were just better than us tonight. Now, you give them credit because they were better than us tonight, but I do not feel we brought the grit and the effort that we needed to bring to win a ball game.
3: Two things to that. Yeah. Um, one, I definitely know I'm tired because I was losing my patience with his ability to get the words out. It was just like oh the slowest that Mike Brown was ever talking. To. I was like, w- get it out. And then it, toward the end, wait, right at the end when he said the no grip part, I was like, yes, on point, that's what it was. It just felt like they didn't bring that toughness. They did not bring that grit to like stop a guy after he's chirping it up like Kuzma was Oof. out there on the court. Yeah, it's like you, they just didn't feel like doing the dirty work tonight
2: well you knew it was bad because at the half uh, it was 68 to 50 washington had 18 assists and just one turnover at the half i recall the kings did have a bet when they got down 30 in the third quarter when it's just like are you kidding me that's how you start like the wizards start the third quarter on an 8-0 run you're like what this is just too easy that group he put in there uh mitchell monk barnes lyle's and sabonis they battled, right? They were able to, like, carve into it. And I'm thinking, God, if you can just get it to 15 or so headed into the fourth, you might give yourselves a chance to, like, steal something or make it interesting. But they just couldn't do it. They couldn't get enough stops. There would be too many missed shots. I mean, they were missing a ton of shots. Selfish, some bad turnovers. And then defensively, it was a mess tonight. This was honestly their worst game, I think, this year. All all the way around in terms of how they played the approach. You know, we're talking about raising standards and stuff. Yeah. And, and like... You, they have to be better than that.
3: Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm definitely with you, especially when we we heard, when we hear them respond after some of the bad losses that they have had earlier this season and like Sabonis came up after that game and said, you know, protect talked about protecting home court. The response after was decent. It's frustrating when you don't see that response just keep growing on each of these games. Again, Monday night, you lose against the Hornets on your home court in that fashion, right? And then I wouldn't say the win against the Lakers was the response. The response was supposed to be really uh, tonight's game against another team that was playing their second night of a back-to-back and have a crap record.
2: They do. I do want to say this about the Wizards and watching them tonight. They're better than this record. You know, Beal missed a significant portion of Absolutely. the season. Hachimor missed games. Porzingis has missed games. Porzingis missed last night's game against Utah. When I say they're starting five to you out loud, you go, not
6: bad. Yeah. Morris,
2: Beal, Gafford's solid. He's not great. Porzingis, who's been really good, did not have much of an impact scoring tonight. He was two of 11 with seven points, but had 13 rebounds, Kuzma was outstanding. Kuzma had 32 points, nine rebounds, five assists. I, I mean, they're, they're not a bad team. But that doesn't excuse the fact that you can't be down 30 at home. I mean, come on. No. Like, this is You've got a game, and then you have four days off. Like You want to end it the right way. You want to build off what you did against a bad Lakers team the other night who just, by the way, lost to the Hornets at home uh, tonight. I, I, that's why I was so disappointed.
3: Well, that and when I know you can talk about the individuals, the names that are on this squad, I feel like when you do look at the Wizards' record, though, It's more of how they play basketball as a team, right? Like, even when we were at the G League Showcase, we talked about it after how you could tell the teams with some of the best offenses in the league were just really playing a team style of basketball. Like it wasn't individuals trying to showcase themselves. And I'm not saying with the wizards, it's guys trying to showcase themselves. I'm just saying that they have a lot of good individual players. Um, that's why I think their record is also part of the way that it is, you know, also through injuries, but also because of their style of sure. basketball. But you know I, what I mean? would like, say this.
2: So, I mean, what since Beal's gone back, they beat the Suns. right? At that Utah game last night, they were shorthanded without Porzingis. They battled in Utah last night. And then, they come to Sacramento and win. Yeah, like, he's the manager. I, I think sometimes we, we we like, oh, I can't believe the Kings lost to this team. It's like, no, like they've got some talented players. Beal can be at an all NBA level. Kuzma tonight was fantastic. And w- 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 watching when I rattle off those names too, when I mentioned Kuzma, Porzingis, Gafford, Hachimura, those four guys are long. And I swear, every time you see a longer team, a a, a team with a little more athleticism, that's where the Kings, I think, really get exposed, especially defensively. Because, uh, look, we've given HB a lot of love. I did it last night, chat, But, like, Kuzma got the best of him tonight, right? Like, Keegan had some issues staying in front of guys at times tonight. And there's some tough matchups. Also, before the game, I was watching the interaction Kuzma and Fox talking a lot, like laughing with each other. Kuzma is pointing over to the Kings bench. It's clear Kuzma wants to find a new home. I know for a fact that when he thought he was coming to Sacramento, he was beyond excited to come mm-hmm. to Sacramento. The Kings thought they had him at one point. He thought he was coming to Sacramento in that buddy heel trade with the Lakers that fell apart. It's something to watch for sure. And watching him tonight, not that you're going to expect 32 from him. He, you know, he's not the best shooter. But, man, you think about a long, athletic guy who could finish at the rim, who's a good slasher, you're going, he could, he could help this team. Like It's not crazy to see. I don't know how they would be, be able to get it done, but you could see why he would help this team. I
3: always find it interesting whenever we have brought up Kyle Kuzma and what he could do. People, I forget what they compare him to. It's always a poor man game of and whoever they try to compare him to. And... I think some people are just going back on some of his bad moments in basketball, right? And I think he really has done a good job of developing his game through all the different squads that he's been playing with. And, you played
2: with an edge tonight, and man. And that's you exactly it. it. Inspired. Yeah. Play with some force.
3: Yeah, and you, see, and you see that on a team like the Wizards that have had their struggles, that have had their challenges and are playing their last game of a long road trip tonight And still coming out the way that they did Like, hats off yeah, to them I,
2: I was impressed by him tonight I really was, you know I, I feel like getting him would be a solid move And then watch him tonight, I'm like, ah, oh, man I, I, the, he, One, I do like a guy who chirps a little bit Do the Kings really have that? Wait, trips? Chirps
3: Oh, chirps, I was like, trips? Yeah, I,
2: I tri- love guys who trip <laughs> on the floor Like, just, just give me a couple good trips a, de- a game And I, I'm all in no, but chirps a little bit, you know, has a little, talks a little shit, you know? As long as you back up the yeah. shit talking, like, I'm cool with chirping a little. And, you know, he, he's had some nice defensive moments, too. But uh, tonight, I thought he was outstanding. The Kings have problems with teams like this. They really do. And it's, it's something as the season goes on. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle it, you know? Um, and how Monty McNair handles things with this team, looking at ways to tinker and improve it. Um, but yeah, tonight was just disappointing. You're down 30 at home to the Wizards and you lose. You're, it's 125, 111. I
3: will say this. It was, I had to- moments of hope in that fourth quarter when they got <laughs> yeah. it down to like 17 or yeah. 60 or whatever it was at that point. They were putting on uh, the backcourt press and it was slowing down their game. It was making life a little harder. But then when you'd see the breakdowns, it was just so bad. Yeah. So deflating. And
2: God, was he searching tonight, Mike Brown. I mean, I know we talked about after the game searching, um, but you know, he, he went to Kate off the bench, did not like what he saw. There was some defensive breakdowns, communication breakdowns, guys not rotating like they're supposed to. Yeah. You know, the low man not coming over, defending. And those were leading the easy buckets inside, just disappointing. He ends up playing Rashawn Holmes tonight. He ends up, he, he in the second half, he decides to play KZ Akpala. I think KZ got in there late third quarter minute, 10 to go. He puts KZ Akpala in the game when they're down. And my one thing with that, I'm like, I, I don't know why you wait to put KZ in. Because you're getting I'm torched you. in their length. And, like, I, I guess, again, I know KZ is, it's complicated with him, right? Because he'll do some nice things defensively. But tonight, what happened... He got a corner three. They put out a lineup at one point that had KZ out there with Fox, Monk, Lyles, and Holmes. Got to talk about some spacing issues. But KZ gets an open corner three, bricked it. Then he had a layup that I think would have cut it to 16. It was a great look. Oh, and yeah. somehow missed it. Oh, yeah. And then you go, this is kind of the challenges, right? It's like you, you, you wanna, have to you're, be
3: efficient in those moments, right? Yeah. Like you have to capitalize on them those moments. It's You're given a short leash and you just have to find a way uh, to finish the easy bucket or to really, really play your role. But and-
2: you, you know why you put Casey in earlier is because the first half there was some of those issues and I wanted to see get some stops defensively. You know, you, you get a turnover all of a sudden, you know, the, the Kings are at their best, you know, sometimes when they're they're like that, they're getting their stuff fast, the balls moving around, catching the defense uh, on their heels and they just couldn't do it. I mean, you look at tonight wizards. They only had 10 turnovers in this game. They had 30 assists.
3: Yeah. They did a great job of taking care of the basketball. I think they're pretty good at doing that in the league. I, I forget. I need, I shouldn't say that unless I remember the stat. So yeah, they did a great job though. Tonight really, taking care of the ball, being efficient with their offensive possessions. And I mean, at times it's like, what are you going to do when they're making all their shots?
2: What are you going
3: to do? do?
2: Does anyone know that impression? If you know, if you know that you win our admiration,
3: yep. All of it.
2: Who's better at doing it though. I do it. What are you going to do? Oh, that was a bad
3: one. Yeah, that was awful. That was,
2: what are you going to
3: do? That's pretty that's good. That's for good. Yeah. Um, let us know. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, I was going to say about the defense. Yeah, so when they're making shots like they're making them tonight, that's just when you have to put some sort of different type of intensity into your game. Because I still thought the Kings were being physical at times, but they're – Physical play led to some fouls. And being intense and playing with grit is a different type of game. Man, a,
2: a lot of interesting guesses, which just proves to you that what we just did did not hit no. at all. No. Um,
3: mm.
2: Gilbert Grape, Lilo no. and Stitch. Okay, the Clumps, Cookie Monster. It's from Big Mouth.
3: Anybody, Rick, from Big Mouth?
2: You guys haven't seen Big Mouth on Netflix? It's great. Come on, guys. You probably watch it. Honestly, it's a phenomenal show. <laughs> phenomenal. Um, yeah, and look, the, the other thing tonight, when you look at this game, Sabonis had a triple-double again. 20 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists. Not very efficient, though. Um, He was 5 for 14 in the game. He was 10 of 10 from the line, which is a great sign. Um, The, the bigger concern now is late in the game, late, late in this game, he was in a tremendous amount of pain with this left hand. I know. And ends up going to the locker room, leaves the game. And remember, going into that Lakers game, he was questionable with left hand soreness. So this is clearly something that's bugging him right now. He has got a high tolerance for pain. He looked like he was in a lot of pain. Obviously, no shit alert. Like, if they have to play any extended time without him, it's going to be some major trouble for this team. And you see it just tonight when he's not on the floor. Again, the the, the backup five situation is a mess. And it is. I, I mean, going into the season, yeah, I did not think this was going to be a problem for Sacramento.
3: Well, let's start with this, though. The We talked about this before. If Sabonis is not in there, a lot of the identity of the team changes. There's been those flashes where you see the second unit, being able to carry them enough. Or De'Aaron is a good game manager and is be, is able to still carry on the fast pace identity of the team. So they're getting stops on the defensive end and pushing it to to really get those points on the board. But when you are just playing against teams like they were tonight and they weren't getting those stops and just things weren't going their way, It's tough when you're really not going to have a guy out there that commands so much movement without the ball, that commands this identity of basketball that has been so successful for this team. And now going to exactly what you're saying about the backup five, it hasn't been pretty this year. And you're not going to see a lot of offensive production from what they have right now. But how do you work with what you got and or... Make some changes.
2: I mean, I, I don't know what they have. And, I, you know, it's like, do you at some point even try Alex Len again at that backup five? Like, I I don't think Len is trash by any means. You I
3: know, don't either. I,
2: I just, so it's just interesting because they have all these guys, Rashawn Holmes, they've got Keda right? <laughs> and Metsu doesn't play anymore at this point in time. So it's a, they're in a really, really tough spot with that backup five. So you just got to hope that it's not going to be a, a long term thing with Sabonis. Maybe a few days off, some treatment, and he's ready to go against Nuggets.
3: Um, yeah, I'm reading some people's chat about just Len and um w- what he can provide, and I, I don't, I yeah, I don't know. It's scary to even think about this team not having Sabonis, but we knew it was going to be uh, a realistic possibility, and here we are with just even. An injury, no matter what, that can alter his game, even if he's still out there on the floor.
2: Ducey Claus would like to offer up a gift to you and everybody here with us tonight. What? Do you want me to get it?
3: You, like a fit, like something?
2: No, Morgan, it's called the gift of Mm. perspective. There we go. And this is what, and maybe... You gonna call me soft on this? Wanted call something. Me, I, I dare you to call me soft for saying this.
3: No, I just wanted a gift, but here's go the, on. Yeah,
2: here's a gift of perspective. Okay. The Kings are 17 and 14 as we approach Christmas. Ducey okay. Claus would like to give you this note. Last year at this time, they were 13 and 20. The year before that, they started the season in December, so we can't count that. Um, but in the 2019-20 season... Uh, under Luke Walton at Christmas time, they were 12 and 18. What are they right now? 17 and 14. Perspective. Pers- perspective. Perspective. perspective yeah. It's yeah. Not great. I think the most disappointing thing as we get back to a, tonight I'll real fast. I'll take it as a gift. You're welcome. Yeah. Is I looked at this week and went, you can go 3 and 0. And you gave away two games on your home floor. Like, the Charlotte game just sucked. It was so disappointing, right? Tonight really, really sucked because that team, I'm like, maybe they run out of gas at the end of the second night back-to-back, but you got punched. You got bullied tonight. And that's, those are the things you don't want to turn into habits. In fact, Mike Brown was asked about this after the game by Sean Cunningham. Like, are you concerned at all that this team is building some bad habits? Here's what Mike Brown had to say.
1: Our communication wasn't Yeah, I'm always concerned with that, uh, Sean, because we have a lot of players on this this team that haven't won at a high level consistently, you know. And so all this is new for us as a group, and we have to understand no matter who's in front of us how hard we have to play and how unselfishly we have to play offensively in order to get a win. Uh, if we think we're going to just show up and go through the motions because of our, our record is what it is, uh, we're going to be in for a rude awakening. Yeah.
3: Uh, it, yeah, it's straight to the point. It's true. And I like what he said, even about guys just not even having the experience of winning at a high level or playing this type of good basketball on a consistent level in this league. And so there's still so much to learn, but when there's two games in one week that were lost with bad habits, it's concerning, right? You're like, wait, you didn't learn and adjust from the one that you just had earlier the week. I mean, sure. You beat the Lakers and, Great. That's, I, I mean, a win's a win in the NBA. You'll take it. Who cares that Russ and AD were out? You'll take it. But it's just like, yeah, you know, the the response and the, the want to adjust, and it was like those both, those losses, points in the paint. Really? Yeah. I mean, you look at the way that both those teams got in the paint and just scored efficiently in there.
2: Let's get to some super chats. Shout out to Snoa who donated five bucks, saying, True or false? Kings don't have a killer instinct against teams they should beat. No urgency.
3: Ooh. Well, I would say true as of this week only because you look at the teams like the hornets and the wizards
2: you can't be losing these games at home and that's just the reality because look what's uh, ahead coming up 27th and 28th you play a weird home back to back against the nuggets that's a really good team obviously with a talented player and Jokic. and if sabonis doesn't play why don't you want to think about that right Uh. so yeah these these are games where you okay now you have to make it up right you have to go get a game that maybe you think you 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 can't get down the line because losing at home to the Hornets and then even tonight to the Wizards is just disappointing. Like, again, it's the NBA. These losses happen. Blah, blah, blah. I know it's not that they lost tonight. It's how they lost. It's all the things that we've
3: hit on. Yeah. No, I think that's the fairest way to go about it. It's just like it's one of those nights that you're going to have. I'm not um, nervous for this team yet. I'm just more disappointed i guess you could say which sometimes is worse
2: fourth quarter sports donated and has a question would you two be down to work together sometime my channel has ten thousand subs love what you do well we appreciate it and Aww. if you're talking about collaborating Thank yeah you. i mean we can we can definitely talk we'll check out your channel or something for sure appreciate you being here and hanging out with us um keegan murray had a really good game uh the other night against the lakers hit six threes oh my god three points it
3: was looking hot
2: Tonight, three points on one of eight shooting, one of four from three. Obviously, uh, Mike Brown wasn't pleased because he brought his name up tonight with some defensive mistakes from Keegan. The one thing I'd say, he ends up playing 22 minutes. (sighs) Sometimes I just want to let the rookie figure it out. And I know it's a fine line too, right? Like I think Mike Brown's looking at where the score was, Hey, we cut to 19, 18, 20 points. Like we're still kind of in this and Lyle's has given us some good minutes and Lyle's provided some good energy tonight. Yeah, Give him his love. Like I love what he brought when he came in and helped cut that lead from 30 to whatever. I just think Keegan's going to have to figure it out sometime, you know, like through the struggles and, I think at times Brown is very quick to be like, we're searching here. boom!" And like, it's like, if you want to have standards, but like Keegan needs to just go out there and like, okay, I made this mistake. I need to fight through it. I need to go out there and make some shots. And I don't know that putting him on the bench is helpful. Well, one
3: of the worst things that you can do for at least competitors, guys that really care is take away their playing time. Right. and, I don't think he tries to do it as a punishment. I think he does it as a lesson. And it's like, look, you're not going to play. If you make that mistake over and over and over again, that I already told you not to make. And I think sometimes for us from the outside, we look at it going, Oh, but he's a rookie. Like, let him, let him find his way through. And maybe Mike Brown's standards in a game is just much higher. And it's like, I don't, give a shit that you're a rookie, you're an NBA player, and I've told you time after time, you know, like, don't let that miscommunication happen. Don't let that rotation uh, happen. You know, whatever it may be that he is screwing up on the defensive end. And for him, yeah, figure it out, but figure it out with the minutes that you're playing. You're seeing that with every guy. Like, Mike Brown does that pretty much with every guy on his roster.
2: Yeah, so... Keegan ends up playing 22 minutes. And then you look at what Lyles was able to provide. He played 23 minutes. Lyles had 14 points, four rebounds, six of six, shooting two of two from three. Here's a question that someone on social media brought up, and I do think it's interesting. The Kings are clearly searching at the five right now. And I know he's a little undersized, but he is strong, right? He's a bigger guy. Could you get away with Trey Lyles, backup five? I mean, against four, sometimes he gets exposed defensively. Mm-hmm. But in certain matchups against fives, I think he's strong enough. He may not have that same height, right? But he's strong enough to maybe hang with the fives, and he can space the floor a little bit. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Right now, is it a long-term fix it's at a, all? They're
3: band aids. They're band aids, right?
2: That, he's listed at six nine, by the way.
3: Um, yeah, as a as a band aid, you know. But I I still.
2: Yeah, like you're. No, they don't you're right. <laughs> the right. options are not it's, good. They, this the Morgan the backup five has been a band-aid all year, right? Like Metsu was that for a minute, and he had some moments. Metu's out of the rotation right now. Doesn't mean he can't come back in, but he's out. They tried Namius Kata. Okay, it's been up and down. Lakers looked all right. A good at matchup, right against a undersized Lakers team Wendy with Wayne Gabriel. And Gabriel. Yeah. Like, come on, like. There is a matchup advantage there tonight. Not so good. Rashawn came in, hit or miss. I thought he did a couple of nice things with tip outs, yeah. getting rebounds, but they just—they don't have an answer there. I do think at some point I'm like, do you? Ha-? I don't know. See, we're searching. We're going. huh? Oh, do you go Alex Lynn? Do you go Trey Lyles? And I—I I feel I don't know. like
3: I feel like everything that we keep mentioning <sighs> isn't going to be the answer in Mike Brown's. Um, I guess, his philosophy and how he plays his game, especially on the offensive end. But I talk about the offensive end, but it's the defensive end as well for a lot of these guys, right? Um, People had those concerns with Domas Sabonis to start the year with his defense, and right away, he responded. Less fouls, more verticality, uh, has gotten better and better moving laterally, and you just wanted to see that from the backup bigs. And you're not seeing that on a consistent basis. So that's why I go, we can keep saying, yeah, they need to find that piece. But where is that piece? I saw someone mention early on, like, Orlando has every big in the league. And it's like, yeah. And how do you go about that? I don't know those answers.
2: Well, some of the Kings have to figure out with the roster at some point, uh, but they lose tonight, 125-111. Uh, De'Aaron Fox in this one, uh, after a slow start in the first quarter, he ends up scoring 13 in the second, finishes with 26 points. He had seven, assists, uh, seven rebounds, three assists on nine of 16 shooting. He did get to the free throw line 13 times in this one, but missed um, five free throws.
3: Uh, yeah, he had that one really nice, Jam. I forget. What. That
2: was a bonus finding on that cut. And that's yeah. You felt like that was maybe going to be a momentum yes, play.
3: Yes, I did. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't enough, you know, it was a really nice throwdown, but, um, overall for De'Aaron, I thought he did a good job of staying aggressive, especially after not being scoreless, like throughout the first and half of the second quarter. I mean, was just not being productive on the offensive end at first, got more aggressive, you know, ended up finishing this one with over 20 points. And it was the way that he was getting back into the paint, not being afraid of long arms in front of him and understanding like how he could be crafty and finish around the rim.
2: Uh, If you're in the chat, I need you guys to do me a huge favor. Hit the thumbs up button. All it does is help our channel grow. Hit that thumbs up. Let's get well over a hundred. And also make sure you subscribe as our chase is on to 9,000 subs. All right. Let's go. I guess he's in his car right now. Let's check him out. He is the one and only Nick. Nick, welcome in tonight chat. I I can barely hear you, Nick. What's up, dudes? What do you Can you talk into your phone the right way?
3: Hi, Nick. How
2: you doing, Morgan? Nick, we cannot hear you. Wait, have you talked into the phone before? This is your first time? Why are you covering up the microphone?
7: Better. No, no, it's literally worse. Is
8: it better?
2: No, no, it's not better. It's getting worse by the second.
6: It better now. Uh you well. know what somehow
2: because it's by your ear, it is better. you we, right. we see deep in your ear canal at this moment. How are you doing today, you do some out?
3: Oh, we're good, Nick. How are you? We lost tonight, but terrible. we should
6: have we played terrible tonight, but we should have won the game. Terrible. How is Washington? How how did Washington win this game? They they oh my gosh, we played we did not play good defense. We gotta play better. I also love Denver.
2: I also love the fact that the person in the background keeps saying terrible, terrible, terrible. That's my
3: friend David.
2: Tell David that you're on the phone and the pipe down.
3: <laughs> 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 you guys are funny.
2: Uh, hey hey Nick.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what
2: what so Nick? What do you what do you uh, what do you ask for uh, for Christmas, man?
6: Well, I want a Kings pass for Christmas. A and Kings It's one hundred twenty nine bucks for January.
2: Okay, but here's the thing, Nick. You're at every game anyway.
6: Yeah. Why not be at every game? <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Besides the Kings pass, what else did you ask for?
6: Uh, some new clothes, new pants. New
2: pants. Oh, nice. Yeah. Why do you need new pants, man?
6: Because I do. Oh, okay. I <laughs> need some belt. new pants. The of the pants.
2: Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah you need to tell david was that his friend's name david yes. david yeah i'm talking say dude, say dude, david you. yeah david i'm talking to nick i don't need you in the background with commentary <laughs>
6: yeah hey hey the kings need to win we play tuesday we gotta beat denver all
2: right
6: hey I- hey morgan why not why not beat denver
3: why not be Denver? I, I'm
2: sorry to interrupt. I what? do. I so, do. Have a, I do have a question for Nick.
6: What's your question?
2: Nick, what's your favorite Christmas song?
6: My favorite Christmas song is Jingle Bells. That's your favorite? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. How's it going? Very shiny Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. Yeah.
2: And if you Never ever saw, saw it. it,
6: you should say it close.
2: Zeus would say it
6: close. Yes. Dude, we'll say you
2: close? Yeah. Hello. Uh, what's another one of your favorites? Um. Well. Let's
6: see. Okay.
2: Fine. Let me ask you this: What's your favorite Christmas movie? This one. <laughs> what uh, <laughs> Christmas?
6: Drink? I like. I like the P- Polar Express.
2: Polar Express. Aww, All good right, one, Nick. Nick. Well, uh, I don't know. We're seeing your ear. I hope that's your ear. It is uh, his ear. <laughs> yes. Okay. Make sure. Um. You have an awesome Christmas. We appreciate yes. you, Nick, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Sleep dreams.
6: Sleep dreams to Samoa. Merry Sleep Christmas. Dreams. Merry Christmas to you too.
2: All right, bye, bud. Bye. There's Nick checking Aww. in.
3: Got to see everything <laughs> going on in his ear. Looks clean. Looks good.
2: Polar Express, man. A couple of mentions of Die Hard. And I this debate is always funny to me. It's just like because it's not a debate, right? Like, Die Hard is clearly not a Christmas movie. No one goes, hey, guys, it's time to watch a Christmas movie tonight. Oh, yeah. What are we going to watch, Papa? Die Papa, Hard. What no one f- is doing that. Papa? And no, no one, one no is, do- is saying that either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I didn't have a dad growing up. Is that, you don't call your dad papa? No. How, what do you call your dad? I don't have a dad.
3: Hey, dad, what are we going to watch for Christmas? That's what you say. Shut hey. up,
2: kid. That's okay.
3: You're right. He would never.
2: Shout out to Kenneth, who just donated 50 bucks. And he donated 50 memberships on YouTube.
3: Give me a hell yeah. Thanks, Kenneth. Merry Christmas to you, too.
2: Um, My favorite Christmas movie. It's so hard to even say, but I guess I, I for me, it's... You know how I feel about Christmas, right? If there's one thing I get like really into, it's just, I, it's not even so much the gift giving, it's just Christmas,
7: right? It just the feels light. good.
2: Watching Home Alone 1 and 2, Elf. Okay, you were going to name Christmas your favorite story.
3: Christmas movie and then you just went on a tangent about Home Christmas. Home Alone. Home Alone what?
2: Home Alone 1, the first one. Okay. Um, but like a Christmas story is great to me. Uh I love elf elf has turned into a classic. Totally. Why can't we get a new Christmas movie that turns into a classic? We we haven't had it. Elf came out in like, Oh three.
3: Well, I mean there, you can't force it. And I feel like nowadays, if you go on Netflix, my goal is to watch every single Christmas rom-com that is on there. I've never done this, but I think it'd be really fun to try and do that. You know what I mean?
2: That's fun to you?
3: The hate watching it shitty is. movies? Yes. Yeah, but yes. no,
2: it is that for sure, Thank but you. it is still, you have to before you get there, you have to do this get the staples in, right? You got to watch the ones that are good. I'm not You're, talking about a schedule right now. Do you, like Christmas? Right do you now? like Christmas? Like are you
3: That uh, No. Come on. Like there's a bear shit in the woods. Ha, ha, ha. like Really? Of course. Okay.
2: I didn't mean to offend. It was a question. I I
3: love the feeling that Christmas brings. I think Christmas brings... uh, I mean, I always gain like 20 pounds in December, which is totally fine. We We, all do. Yeah. Like, I mean, whatever. Don't care. Get my pants a size bigger. Um, But everything about it, it's just like a good vibe, the aura. And that's why like even just not to bring it all the way back to this, but even tonight at the Kings game, it's fun. You're out in doco and there's the trees all lit up and everyone's like in Christmas sweaters and you're excited. And so then when a game like that kind of goes to shit, you're like, Oh, the, the vibes go down. But that's why I also feel like it being Christmas Eve tomorrow, my vibes are going to go straight back up.
2: What's on your Christmas list for the kings. I'd like to know from you and the people in the chat. Like okay. if you hey last minute Christmas uh, I watched the game tonight, dear Santa. <laughs> Here's what I need ASAP. Okay. For the kings. By
3: the way, you can write Santa on Christmas Eve and he still gets it to you. I know, but you got
2: to get it done soon. Like it's
3: I mean, you have like 24 hours at this point. Come on. And if you didn't like yeah, okay. come on. Um so what I would write and I have 24 hours to think about this, but I guess I'll get it done now. a way to get some sort of solid backup big. And I think that's in the generic realm, right? It's like, well, who is that? What does that mean? Does that mean rim protection? Does that mean a guy that can produce offensively? And I just, I don't know what it is exactly. Like, it's not like you need another Sabonis. There isn't another Sabonis out there to get. What is Mike Brown Need from yeah. a big because like I, I there's so many on this roster I, at big this point, and you tall just, and you
2: just need someone that can come in and get a rebound and like be competent defensively, well, right? Like and, and run through hey, a
3: motion offense though. Hey,
2: can you play 15 minutes? Can I, you play 15? That we just you can't be in a point where you're playing Sabonis so much. You know, Mike Brown was asked about that before the game about all the minutes he's been playing. And yeah. he said the ideal minutes for Sabonis for him is 32. He said 34 is pushing it. Guys has been playing 40 minutes and a I night. Feel, but
3: I feel like there's pieces on this squad that can be utilized the right way. And not to say like it's Mike Brown not using them the right way, but is it? I don't know. I don't know at this point, honestly, because I I, I feel like there's definitely guys capable on the squad to be competent out there and that's what you're basically asking for at this point
2: all right here's here's one name that's the one in that the chat brought up what about mason
0: after the end of a good fight you deserve a nice cold reward is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter medela is your reward, Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Plumlee, who is in the final year of his deal. I mean, you saw him the other night. I mean, he's, we're talking about a backup big, right? You're not, we're not talking about someone that's going to be here, like super long-term, but he's been on good teams before. We've mentioned Isaiah Hartenstein before. Um, New Orleans Noel has been mentioned, but this year Plumlee is averaging 10 points, nine rebounds and four assists. A guy who could pass a little bit, so you're you're trying to find someone with a little more skill, something Noel doesn't really have, in my opinion, with that in the passing. If you got someone like Plumlee on an expiring deal, and on the flip side, you're going, oh, why would the Hornets do that? Well, they're a bad team. Mm -hmm. One, they've got Mark Williams, who you just talked to the other day. My God, maybe do they start to play him more? Right? He He was at the G League Winter Showcase, playing for the Greensboro Swarm. He was dominating. Yeah. So. You know, maybe they look, they, they've got other bigs on that roster. That's someone where you go, okay, he could help. You know, he started games in this And you're league.
3: saying like in a trade too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm talking about now. I mean, that's an interesting Christmas list. I'm asking, I'm being a, I'm bringing a, being a prisoner of the moment tonight. I think I'm, I'm, I'm on the Kuzma train a little bit right now. I, I just yeah, like, But how do you make that, that happen? Yeah, I know. You you know? Because you don't want to do something that's a lateral move either. Mm-mm. You want to literally make something that's like, okay, we we made this move and we are clearly better. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm very interested. Plumley is not a bad option as a backup five. No, you, who said that in the chat? I know I missed oh, it. Oh,
3: someone but. said yeah because I hadn't. I hadn't even that one didn't really cross my mind. Um, but I appreciate it, and yeah. then I do think like if they did have a trade and it was someone like. Holmes to the Hornets picture uh LaMelo Ball and Rashawn Holmes in the pick and roll I think I I mean my point is I think like yeah he could be utilized the right way yeah, I
2: don't think they would take Rashawn's contract that's, okay that's my opinion okay that's that's what's tough about where the Kings are at with the, the uh their situation like their assets it's like you know Rashawn I don't think anyone's excited to trade for that deal even if you think you could he could thrive in your situation. Um, you've got some expiring deals, but not a ton. And Terrence Davis and Alex Lynn. <sighs> it's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy. Uh, a couple people mentioning DeMarcus Cousins. I just don't see it happening. And I think there's many reasons for that.
3: Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, it's not going to happen yeah. now. I can and, say and that with he, confidence. He
2: doesn't solve any defensive issues. Like, okay, yeah. he might be able to pass a little bit. He can score, but... There's limitations there, too.
3: Uh, someone else, Bass, said Dwight Howard would be awesome. If you guys saw what he was just doing in. He was getting it with, with Simbular, but the he, Kings icon. He was just being a dick. Like, he was doing his whole thing where he just, you know, tries to get in your head. And I'm like, I just sucks to see. It's like that's what he has to rely on now, right? Because he doesn't have the same game that he once did in his younger days.
2: Crazy night in the NBA, by the way, we got to talk about in a second, but it wouldn't be a night check. And we haven't talked to people on night chat, man, because I we didn't have this set up. Uh, let's check in with our our pal. Jamie is here on night chat. What is it? What's up, Jamie? Hello, Deuce. Hello, Morgan. Oh, we got people on Twitter spaces, too. I was even paying attention. Oh, we'll get she. to those in a second. What's up?
5: What's going on, oh, man? Nothing much. Are you guys excited for Christmas on Sunday?
2: Yeah. yeah. Can I be honest? What? Um... I I think Christmas Eve is far superior.
3: Which one do you like better, Jamie?
5: Uh, I like normal Christmas because I get to see all my uh, like cousins and everything. Aww.
2: Okay, here, mm. Jamie, Christmas. What? Here's what I'm gonna tell you: Christmas Eve is way better, right? It's what? the anticipation. It's the why once are
3: you I, even debating this? Once with you open the, young... the
2: gifts, it's over. It's done. And then well, you're like, oh, I mean, it's over. Christmas Eve is like, oh my god. It's here. It's like you're all watching movies. You're singing. You're singing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
3: Jamie, what do you do on Christmas Eve?
5: Uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow. My grandparents are coming over, and we're gonna open. We're gonna open
3: gifts. Cool. Um, question. Yeah. Well, w- do you have a King's uh Christmas wish list for us to make the playoffs? Okay. Ooh. I like that. I like that. You,
2: yeah. You're you're cool with waiting to get that gift until April then. Okay. So nothing for Christmas. Um, what, what do you ask for, for Christmas?
5: Well, um, I asked for like a lot of fitted hats. Like, uh, yesterday, uh, we were opening gifts at my other grandparents house and I got some fitted hats and I asked for some, a little bit more. So hopefully I'll get some more fitted hats and I, some hoodies.
2: I'm more of a snapback guy.
5: I respect that. Thank you.
2: I appreciate <laughs> Um, what else is on your mind tonight, man?
5: Well, I think that was a, it. Was a very ugly game tonight.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
5: You know, I, I, just, I stepped away after the first quarter because I, I went to go watch the. Memphis and Phoenix game. I don't know why, and then I came back and we were just getting destroyed and I got sad. Man,
2: well, hopefully they bounce back.
5: Yeah, let's, I hope so because these next two games are gonna be tough against Denver.
2: Yeah, just it's you know what's crazy, Morgan, is the fact that Jamie has you know been calling in for a while now, and like his voice is really starting to change to me.
3: Really? He's just getting older. He's I, he sounds. I think he sounds the same. He sounds quieter right now. Well, he sounds
2: definitely sounds quieter. But do you can you tell that your voice is changing, Jamie?
3: Uh, yeah, a little
5: bit.
2: Yeah. There you go. My got...
5: my, parent, my parents brought it up to me the other day. Oh. See, I told. Okay. I
2: can tell these. Wow.
3: things. Wow, Daddy Deuce over here.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie. Well, hey, dude, have a good Christmas. Enjoy the time with the family. and appreciate Thanks. you checking in. H- Happy holidays. guys. You, you too. too, Jamie.
3: You too. Oh, man. Such a sweet
2: guy. He really is. Uh, Adrian says, go get Nas Reed. Nas Reed's a great option. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone who, when Gobert was out, this guy came in and got buckets. And he could stretch the floor, plays with some energy. Not a bad option.
3: You know, with some of these options that we talk about, too, I go, because we, when we see them do good, they still have their their flaws and their frustrating moments. I know it's sure. an obvious statement, but,
2: but at this point, Morgan, you just need someone yeah. that can be solid out there. Sure, are not asking for a starting center. All right, let's uh, check in with our dear friend Megaloo. Megaloo, hello, Megaloo. Welcome into night chats.
7: Hey guys, how are you? Uh, good. Yeah. Um, I just was actually. Like on the big backup, big question. I'm just curious. Like what, like, what if there is no trade out there? Yeah. What do you think our best solution is? Because I feel like Chemezi, we were at least winning the games we were supposed to win with him as center, And then it sort of fell apart against the Knicks and the buck. You know what I mean? Where they were just putting him out there to like run and it, Kind of didn't work out so great. And I feel like Namias just needs reps and like a lot of reps at the NBA level. Like the G League's great, but it's not the NBA. And um, so I don't know. I guess the one thing I saw today was that he put KZ in with Rashawn yeah. to kind of shore up the secondary possession factor and like hope that there's, I'm assuming, more ball pressure more turn you know being able to turn them over more and generate more rebounding and have more second chance opportunities and create more points in the paint theoretically which i also think chima would be really a good complement to one of the bigs like if there's not like i think this whole we like yeah we totally romanticize like oh, Plumlee is the best backup center in the world. Like, <laughs> he kind of isn't. And um, clearly, Mike Brown's looking for something really unique, I think. If none of these guys work, well, I you do. Know, I for mean, what I, he wants.
2: I do think Plumlee, though, checks some of those boxes of what he wants, right? Like, Plumlee has some passing ability, right? He's got some good size. Yeah. He, he rebounds well. So, that, I think that's why his name gets brought up but like yeah if if a deal doesn't get made and you know talking to people at uh the g league Winter showcase in vegas all the execs were there i mean it's it's quiet right now there's not a lot of people talking and i think it's just weird time where you've got so many teams we always talk about the west but same thing in the east where you've got a lot of teams kind of bunched up in the same area like Who's really trying to make a push here? Who's trying to maybe take a step back and go, eh, we want to get into the draft or whatever. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, as far as what you are saying with Chemeze, I just think with him, when he was at his best this year for stretches, he was playing the right way offensively, wasn't trying to force too much he was in that dunker spot getting some good looks smart yeah and i think defensively there are just you know mental mistakes with him a lot of times and he had a stretch where he was really locked in and so here's the thing like just we've seen it this year with this team like just because you're out of the rotation doesn't mean you won't get back in at some point right and
3: you guys i think too like mike brown with his defensive philosophy his system whatever it's really like you could plug a lot of guys in it, but are you studying the film and understanding what you need to do and where you need to be on the floor in those moments? And I think someone like Shimezzi Metu, there were so many times, there's games where you would see this perfect, not I mean close to perfect defensive performance, right? Whereas more on the the technique side, the fundamental side of where he needed to be on the floor or moving with guys laterally or understanding not to just push baseline or not to angle his body too much. And then there's other times where it's just so inconsistent and it's like, are you not growing off of all the good that you're doing? So those things keep happening with some of the guys like Metu. uh, you also mentioned Chima and he's one of the best I think one of the best rebounders on the Stockton
2: Kings. He just he's one of the best rebounders in, in the G league. league. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I think he's fourth in rebounding. Okay, thank about you. About twelve a game. I didn't
3: want to say it unless I was positive, but yeah. So he's he's up there, and it's really what it is for him. It's not his body size completely. It's more his timing, right? He's just such a smart. Um, rebounder in the way that he times things out, knows where he needs to be.
2: And he's good at attacking the basket. I think he's had success of like drawing contact and getting to the free throw line of the G League. He had a really good showcase in those two games for yeah. Stockton too. And you know, I don't know, maybe they look to and he's not a solution really at the five, but we're talking about with from an energy perspective. Uh, to me, you also need guys that will buy into their role. Chima knows who he is as yep. a player? Like he's not going to come in and be like, oh, "I'm going to try to drop 20. He's going to no. I'm going to come. I'm going to be aggressive. He's another guy that does some chirping. He talks some shit. And out And he there.
3: believes that he's an elite cutter. Yeah. He understands moving without the basketball yeah, and I what he know. can accomplish with that. It was yeah. You brought it for, up. If so. you're looking
2: for a different look, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. But look, when we're talking about these things, I'm not talking about it because the Kings lost tonight. It's just it, these are problems that we've kind of seen with the Kings this sure. year, and it's like okay. How are how do you tweak some things down the stretch? They're not the only team in the West with issues right now. They're trying to find some things. Look at like Dallas. They're, they're trying to figure out their big situation. They love what Christian Wood provides them offensively. Yeah. They hate what he provides defensively. Yep. They're trying to tweak some things. A lot of teams in the West are trying to figure out what they have. The Warriors right now, especially without Steph, a mess. They've won three road games this year. They're 3-16 on the road, right? So... Um, my whole point is like a lot of teams in the West there's flaws yeah, and the Kings have some, and it'll be interesting to see what they can do to try to change it. But I don't know how much movement's going to happen at, 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 around the deadline.
7: Yeah. I mean, I, it's like the, the, what I love watching about basketball is defense and it's been really fun to watch this team, especially after last year, but I, I, you know, and tonight I was like, my thing was like, my God, why wasn't Davion out there way more? Like, cause he's, yeah. he's the ball pressure or, you know, KZ or like my favorite is Kazavion, you know, when they're both in there. But I do understand that there's a balance. You can't, if you can't make buckets, you can't win the game, obviously. But yeah, anyways, um, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch fun basketball and, I just encourage people to really see the big picture and not the, you know, few crummy losses like yeah. every team has.
2: Yes, and by the way, I felt like this year um we haven't seen a lot of games like this and tonight felt like like last year a little bit just in terms of that, you sure. know, where it was kind of ugly. The Kings did battle a little bit in the third, but yeah, it was just it was an ugly night and you're right. I think perspective during this time is key. Like guys, It's a long season. Like, don't get so high, so low. Understand that, like, this team does definitely have flaws. No one's trying to say. I had someone in the chat go, Deuce, you're pumping your chest the other night, saying they are two games out of the uh, number one seed. One, I wasn't pumping my chest. My point was, it's crazy. The Kings are two games out of first right now. It's insane. And so... Um, this is where the West is at. It's good. They're in a good spot right now. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds.
3: Also, Megaloo did bring up, uh, and I thought that was funny. I just wanted to give
2: love to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Hey, Megaloo, we appreciate you and, uh, enjoy the holiday.
7: (laughs) Happy holidays guys. Happy holidays.
2: You too. Appreciate that. Megaloo. Love Megaloo. Great perspective all the time. Yeah. No, just realistic. What is up Christian? Welcome tonight, with Deuce and Mo. What's up, Deuce and Mo? What is up, my man?
4: How's it going? I um, I actually met Morgan uh, before the game today.
3: Oh yeah, uh, oh that Christian. What's up?
4: Yeah, so it was it was really cool getting to meet you in person, and then now kind of hopping on here for I, for Twitter Spaces. I, I listen to basically every pod; I just never chime in.
2: Basically, huh? <laughs>
3: get out of here. I'm No, well, I'm glad you chimed in. What's on your mind after that one?
4: Yeah, you know, it was a tough one. It was just, you know, shots weren't going in, uh which was just kind of one of those nights. My big thing with the Kings is I'm just kind of curious of, you know, what are they kind of searching for when it comes to that backup center role? Um I mean, I I look at a team like um Utah that has um some interesting players that i think could um be you know a team to look at if they decide to kind of do some selling at the deadline like i think jander jared vanderbilt can provide a lot of value for for the Kings, um and then also um you know kelly Olynyk I, I could see playing a similar play style as as domas i mean i don't necessarily know if he's you know a backup center in the league yeah uh, but he's not necessarily the greatest starter in the league so that's kind of just a, a weird spot as and, well
2: and christian you know with you utah is gonna be interesting to watch right because they're they're playing well right like they're annoying and I, I said before the season i'm like god i just have a feeling they're going to be one of those pesky annoying teams with mm-hmm. that said i didn't think they were going to be this good for this long and yeah. here we are with but, it they're in the thick of things and marking is he's marketing going to be an all-star this year in all likelihood. I mean, the guy's been yeah. incredible as far as what they do, what path they choose. I don't know. You know, Ainge is tough to read. You know, everyone thinks he's going to make deals and then he doesn't make deals. We've seen that with Boston. I think so many Kings fans get caught up with Vanderbilt and not to say he's some untouchable guy, but if you're the Utah jazz, why he's young, right? He's under contract on a cheap contract. You want guys like that a part of what you're trying to build. It makes no sense to move on from him, and so I, I just don't see that. Linux, those vets, yeah, maybe maybe it's something different, but I don't know. I mean, right now they're having success, especially you know Conley's back. When Conley was out, they were kind of mm-hmm. in a funk. They they're they're a team that plays hard. They play the right way. I don't know if they're going to be able to maintain this for the rest of the season at all, but. I just don't envision them going in the sell mode like crazy and getting to the point where they want to move Vanderbilt.
4: Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I see it. I mean, I, it's their direction is just so interesting. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, marketing's obviously tremendous this year, and it's like, are they going to try to build around him, or are they just kind of like, I, you know, like, I mean, to me, God and it, go forward.
2: I don't, you know, everyone's like, hey, tank, 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 tank. And I always push my pushback in on this is like, hey, even if Utah said tomorrow, we're tanking, we're we're trading Conley, and we're trading um, Clarkson and Markinon and Vanderbilt, and we're just going to play the bat. It doesn't mean you're going to get the number one pick. And it's like, cool. And then you end up with number right. four, and then you don't get Victor. And then what do you have? <laughs> like, so right. to me, Markkinen, the guy's healthy. He's playing the best basketball of his career. He's what, 24, 25 years old? And he's on a good contract? Mm-hmm. Keep that guy.
9: Right? right.
2: Like, I want him. Uh, imagine next year if you got, you know, if you do fall apart a little bit, you get lucky and you do get the number one pick. No, all of a sudden you got Victor, you got him. Or what happens you get number two? You get him and Scoot out there with Vanderbilt. <laughs> You're building something.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, a guy like marketed on the Kings, too, which just be insane. Oh, but dude. obviously that is a pipe dream. That's my Christmas wish.
2: Yeah, I know. I have even trying to, you know, I've talked myself a little bit into Porzingis with the way he's been playing this year, but he, it, he's so injury prone. Yeah, why but marketing is 25 years old. He's
3: injury prone. It's and- the timeline.
2: Yeah. Well, he definitely fits the Kings timeline, but again, if you're Utah, I just don't he's team friendly deal right. playing yeah. at an all-star level. I just don't I just don't see it. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and I I just want to say last week to do that you know, I was I was telling my brother and my dad, I'm like, you know, of course Kyle Kuzma goes off tonight. He, he's definitely like auditioning for you know the Kings to try to come and get him. You know, so oh dude, he
2: I, he wants I, to be in California. Awesome. He wants to be in California so bad. He want, and I think he wants to. I, I do. I think he wants to play with Fox. So um, who knows how that's all going to shake out? I think he, he was extra motivated for sure.
4: Definitely, and I, I'm kind of curious if, if the Kings look to go for him or if they try to. I don't know
2: well look they almost Go got him before they almost got him before been
4: the best there. true true
2: all right hey man uh enjoy the holiday and appreciate you checking in with us man. all right
4: well i oh, appreciate wait. you guys having me on
2: dude you have a pot you didn't promote your pod. i just looked at your bio small ball podcast you have a yeah. podcast
4: yeah yeah so you, you know the island boys video
2: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i've seen that that's you guys
4: yeah, yeah. So that's that's us there. Um I, I normally I live in Phoenix but I'm home for the holidays. Grew up a Kings fan. Um but yeah, we just mainly try talking about all the small market sports teams. Like oh, yeah. we, we hate hearing about the Lakers, the Knicks. Um, so we, we try to talk about like, you know, like Orlando, like and the Cavs and the Bucks and stuff like that. So yeah big supporters of small market sports
2: team all right well check out small ball podcast it's on spotify wherever you your podcast i'll have to check it out too man uh j- appreciate you uh chatting with us man good good chat
4: yeah hell yeah
3: brother have a good
2: one all right thanks christian keep creating man keep going
3: hell yeah man
2: Morgan's getting really tired. We're gonna we're gonna get through I'm, this. I have I'm a couple good. things I want to get to. I'm, you know, you know, I get emotional around Christmas time.
3: No, no, and I'm good. I think my eyes are just heavy. Okay. Do they look heavy? Yeah, they look really heavy. I can they I can look, feel yeah, it. Yeah. Can uh, I wait? Can I do the rest of the pod like this?
2: If you really want to. Okay. Hey JC, JC. I don't know why JC. I said it like Is it. JC. Are you there, JC?
9: Yeah, I'm here. Hi. How hey. are you?
5: I'm good. How are you?
2: Good. We've never talked to you before. Yeah,
5: I'm one of Jamie's friends. He told me to join. <laughs>
3: yes!
2: Uh, how old are you, man? 13?
5: I'm, yeah, I'm 13.
2: You're a Kings fan?
9: Uh, Yeah, kind of. Kind of? I'm, I'm
2: sorry. I don't know what that means. What's kind of? Some of
9: Jamie's fan.
3: What? What does kind of mean? I don't know. I'm not really a basketball fan. Oh, oh got it. I okay, see. Okay, so you just... Yeah. You,
2: Jamie told you to call in, so you called in just to... What do you want to say? Like... I don't know. <laughs> That's
3: awesome. <laughs> hey, what would what, you ask uh, your parents for Christmas?
9: Yes. Did. Clothes. A lot.
3: Okay, Ooh. well, name one thing:
9: shoes. What <laughs> kind? Vans and did Crocs. Did you say Crocs?
7: Yeah.
2: Hey, let me just tell you: <laughs> I got my first pair of Crocs like <laughs> two months ago. Life-changing. All right, JC. Well, I, uh, I mean awesome conversation tonight. I, I feel like we really got to know you. Um have a Merry Christmas, man. And you know what? I'm Me gonna cha- I'm gonna challenge you something. On Christmas Day, why don't you turn on some NBA games?
3: I think you'll enjoy. Okay.
2: And then I got you. and then call us back and tell us what you, tell us what you think, okay? Okay. Right, Thanks, JC. Man, JC, great stuff there.
3: That was sweet. I, lo- I love
2: why is he talking like he's smoking a cigarette out in the cold? <laughs> 13 oh my god let's uh check in with uh, let's check in with nate what's up nate or as he's called on uh twitter nater tots oh, i like that Nader tots nate don't leave us hanging man unmute um, yourself oh. you there
4: oh i was
8: i was muted i apologize i apologize it's
2: all good hey man. uh
8: th- Thank you guys so much for taking my call. The last time I called in was after the Cavs win on the road, so I was super fired up, and I was talking about we can win any game, yeah. which of course still is the case. But I also wanted to call in on a little bit more of a somber uh, oh. night just to kind of put things in perspective. You know what I mean?
2: Hey, wait, so just to be clear, you're offering us some perspective, but somber? It's going to be bad?
8: No, no, not let's let's remove somber because it's Christmas Eve. You know. <laughs> I'm I'm just not when I called you after the cat or when I called in after the Cavs game I had a post I had a post game cocktail I was fired up cuz we won. <laughs> I'm just not, you know, I'm not as fired up tonight because we didn't win, but that's yeah. okay. But that's okay. You know, that's life. We're going to have some ups and we're going to have some downs. For sure. Um I got a couple things to touch on. I'll make it quick cuz I know Morgan's super tired like we all no, are. No,
2: I'm
3: good. <laughs> I'm golden. I, my eyes are just I think it's just my eyes. <laughs> You sound like a kid I, I trying got, to stay I out.
8: had COVID three weeks ago, and I swear I had some, like, weird COVID eyes. My eyes were, like, weird, and, like, I was seeing bright spots. But anyways, that's not why I called the boss. Um For one, uh, last time I called in, you know, I was like, the Kings can win any game, which, of course, is the fact. And I don't want to just be, like, Mr. Obvious here, but after two of the three last games where we've had some bad losses, it's just evident that while we can win any game, we, of course – can never get cocky and just assume that we're going to be bad teams because in the NBA, if you don't bring it, you're, you're going to lose the game. And the, I just feel like there's a very fine line between winning and losing. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not panicking, you know, these have been Good. two pretty bad losses, but this is just kind of the current NBA that we live in. Like,
3: Dude. it Okay. I'm so glad. I love that perspective. And I know you're probably going to keep going, but really quick just because I think some people get mad when like Malik Monk says something like, Hey, you know, it's the NBA. You're going to have these nights. And it's, I understand it's two in the same week and that's what worries people or they don't believe it. And it's frustrating, but like, well, I mean, do I need to say it again? These guys are human, and you see totally. how ha- athletes play day by day, and it's just always not going to click. And I just feel like sometimes it is going to happen twice in a week.
8: No, you're Totally. Right. And I feel like from from reading comments on, like, King social media, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or whatever, it's it, it's kind of funny to me. Like any loss that we have, I, it seems like the pulse of the fans is like, here we are going again. We're terrible. Like the season's yes. over. And it's like, yo guys, relax. Like, yeah. like let's, let's realize that that was a bad loss and we're a lot better than we used to be. Like,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I think for me this year, it's understanding that this team, in my opinion, is good enough to be a few games, Above five hundred mm-hmm. for a season, but they're also a five hundred team. And when exactly. a five hundred team, that means you lose half your games. Breaking news. Okay, so mm-hmm. the the Kings will this year go on another four game skid. It's yeah. going to happen, yeah. right? It sucks, but it's going to happen, and. You have to find ways to improve, but it's it's just, again, how do you get out of it? I think the other perspective I, I have is, holy shit, this team started 0-4 this year. Right. 0-4! Totally. That's, and and the, That's here, a
8: great remembrance for everyone.
2: I mean, they're 17-14 right now. I don't like when they lose games like this at home. I think that's what bugs me. I, I'd much rather these games be lost on the road because I want them to get to a point where home is like, people are scared to come here. Yeah. I, I, I was sitting next to the Washington Wizards play-by-play voice, and after the game, he said, he goes, man, Wizards got gotta win over a good team. Yeah. And we, know. Think, and we talked to so many people. I know I'm repeating myself a little bit here from the other night, but being in Vegas for the last five days, talking to people around the league, people are like, yeah, they're a good team. Like, like and, and using yeah. that terminology. Yeah. So I think people around the league see that they, they, they see it and they're like, yeah, this is a good team. It doesn't mean they're perfect, obviously. They're not championship contending, obviously, but they're fun and they're going to be up and down a little bit. Just enjoy the ride.
3: And you guys, just sorry, really quick, too. I think someone in our chat, Ragnarok Now, wrote 20 years of Kings losing DNA is going to take a minute to yeah. re- rewrite. And it's totally, it's also a fair way to look at Kings fans. And when they do freak out, um in so many different ways it's like they're just traumatized too but they do need totally. to to start like embracing that hey things can be different you know and don't be afraid to embrace it
8: totally i think there is definitely this big sense of like panic because it's like oh my god we lost a couple bad losses this is the old king but it's like you know, it's, it's sort of like the way society is. If, if you don't give us immediate results, we're just going to panic and everything's yeah. terrible. But I, I completely agree. Like, things are going to be fine. It, it, these were two bad losses out of the three, but I'm not going to panic. I also need to, uh, I want to give you a little love juice because, uh, you know, I'm going to give Christmas Eve, I'm going to put Christmas Eve over Christmas Day. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate
2: you saying that. I needed that.
8: And And, you know, it's different for everyone. Christmas Day is very special. I um, So my parents uh, split up when I was really young, and everything's been totally great. They're remade, and life's fantastic. But Christmas Eve brought the hype of Christmas. I got to open – I'm very spoiled, so, you know, here I am just talking about my spoiledness. But <laughs> I got to open presents on Christmas Eve, have Christmas Eve dinner, and look forward to Christmas Day. Whereas Christmas Day, by the time you hit noon, it's like – had, this was all gray, but it's kind of over, yeah, you know're like, yeah, get...
2: yeah. and the and the Christmas lights don't hit the same on Christmas night. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just look at it different. the 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 Christmas lights and the tree everything looks so magical well, Before you know what, And you
3: want to know why, you guys, it's because because Christmas Eve night, if you're looking at lights and everything, you're like you feel this sense of magic, like Santa's up there riding his sleigh just dropping <laughs> totally. presents, you know, and you see him go past the moon and you hear a little jingle. I get it.
2: Yep.
8: Totally. It's like when Christmas Day comes, it's like my guy Santa's gone. Like, I just got to... I, I have to act excited about this turtleneck <laughs> that my aunt gave me that I don't like, but it's all good because we're really fortunate. Nate,
2: hey, your, last... Uh, go ahead, go ahead, sorry.
8: I'm so sorry. No, I know no, I, just you're, you're to, fine. I just want to touch on one last thing. I don't know what... I don't know what to say about the backup center position um i was totally with you guys when you guys were in vegas on monday about i feel like rashawn holmes could be getting these minutes and Chemezi matu as well um so sorry i really don't know what to do in that regard and i'm not gonna offer a uh an explanation but aside from that um i just want to say that i think harrison barnes is invaluable i always see on twitter his name mentioned in trades. And, of course, I'm totally for um, improving the team. Like, if you could bring in a guy, they could improve the team. But I would just – I unless it's like, I don't know, Pascal Siakam or DeMar DeRozan, I just feel like we're better off with Harrison Barnes being on a roster and let his contract expire and go from there because having the veteran presence of him in the, in the late-game situations, he just puts his head down and gets a foul. Uh I just can't say enough good things about Harrison Barnes. So if, if we do trade him, it better be for a GD yeah. good team because I think he's fantastic for this team.
2: Yeah, I yeah, we talked about that the other night, too. Appreciate that, Nate. Thanks for uh, Thanks, checking Nate. in. Merry Christmas, dude. Uh, Yay.
8: Merry, yeah, Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Right.
2: yeah, I think the Barnes thing is definitely, you know, I, I think he's, we've we've hit on it, but. He's very important to this team. And then, you yeah. know, long-term, where are the Kings do Like, remember Vezinkov, Sasha Vezinkov. Oh, almost, yeah, You know, they, they wanted to bring him over. It sounded like they were going to. He's tearing it up over there in Europe this year. Like, one of the best players in EuroLeague. He's more of an offensive-minded guy. I know they've gone to see him. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens with that over the offseason. It's yes. a long ways to go with that one.
3: Long ways.
2: Uh, as we, w- yeah.
3: I wanted to, to give a shout-out.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Let's give the
3: shout-out. Is out. that okay? Yes, okay, yes. I'm going to grab it.
7: Okay.
2: Audio people, Morgan is grabbing uh, this piece of, of paper. Okay.
3: So, if you look at this, and I think it should be good, Um, it's this poster. Yeah,
2: that yeah you can show it. There we it. go.
3: Kings pregame live, Kings versus Hawks on November 23rd. Uh, it was the the first game that deuce and i got to like live out a dream together and host a show on nbc sports california and nbc justin got these made and had people around the office sign it and it brought tears to my eyes it's one of the coolest i just i've never been treated so well by a company um especially in this like cutthroat business and it's just like there's so many badass amazing people at nbc and we're just so lucky for them in this opportunity it was really yeah something else it's i ex- don't want to cry no it's <laughs> um
2: it's really cool for the, the audio people so it's this print up and it's it's got me and morgan on it and at the top it says king's hawks november uh 23rd to commemorate when we hosted as a king's pregame live with deuce and mo post-game live immediately following, and like for me it was so cool to see it, and I'm gonna, we're gonna frame this for sure. Hell um, yeah! Don't bend it. It's such a. It seems like such a small thing, but I'm like the first time I hosted last year when Morgan was off, and I hosted pre and post. It was a Kings Mavs game. I saved my like NBC cards. I had all my like notes on it. Yeah, this was the first time, and then having that tonight, I, and seeing that, I was just like, that's just such a thoughtful, thoughtful gift. I'm, i I know, so it, it really put a capper. On this week for me, um, God, I feel like I'm a tear up talking about now. It's
3: because we're tired. No, it's and it's, it's because
2: no, it, it's, no, I, it's I, rewarding it's, and amazing. You know, getting the call. You know, we don't have agents. No. So and
3: in this could. business, <laughs> the,
2: yeah, we could, but like, like also, yeah. you know, I've also had an agent tell me, you know, two years ago, I'll never forget it. One agent who seemed like he was interested told me. Yeah, I feel like you've plateaued. Give it another year, and then I'd probably move on. And all that did was put a bigger chip on my shoulder.
3: And make more opportunities come up. and
2: that guy wrote a book that no one read. Um, But, like, I can't believe someone tried to do that and discourage me. And what what irritates me about that person was he probably has said that to other people, and they gave up. And that's bullshit. I don't give up because I've been through a lot in my life. right? But anyway, what I wanted to get to was, you know— a lot of times agents can push for you to get certain opportunities, whatever we've really had to try to create some build, you know, real genuine relationships and get some. And the fact that we both got called to by the NBA to broadcast the NBA G league winner showcase in Vegas doing two games a day. And I, yesterday my final game was a, a five o'clock, five thirty tip off Morgan had one game after that. I finished that game after doing sidelines And I left the gym exhausted and I told Morgan, I texted her about this. I'm just like, I feel like people talk about when they finish a marathon, yeah, the feeling, right? It's exhaustion, but it's this exhilarating feeling overwhelmed. I felt so overwhelmed by this because I was just in such a grind mode. It's like, we're doing the games, prep, prep, prep games, night chat, prep, prep, prep that when I was done, it was like, I, I was tearing up because like you did it. Like, I dreamed of doing this as a kid. I know. and I got this opportunity, and it just, yeah, it just feels so amazing. It feels so amazing that, you know, I, I've said this before, but like so many times it's like, oh, he doesn't have sideline experience. He doesn't have play-by-play experience, and I'm like, just give me the sh- give me the ball and let me cook, okay, and I will cook for you and i was so happy getting the chance i feel like i played played <laughs> i feel like i i I did it at a really solid level there's you know for me i'm very nitpicky with myself there's always things i can get better at but my whole point is, is it was just such an emotional experience and it felt so good even tonight like people coming up to us and congratulations and i'm like thank you like i I I, it was probably this week was probably one of the most rewarding times of my entire professional career.
3: And I think one of the greatest parts about it too, is that the people along the way that are trusting us and giving the, the opportunities to us too. And like our, it's, it's validating to the work and the time that we're putting in, but also to like (sighs) that there really are so many good people in this business. And it's, it's crazy because when I first started in this business, it wasn't that not only was I in LA, but even other no, places. When it we just... did
2: sports radio together, like it got to a point with sports radio where a boss came in at one point and t- told Morgan not to talk. And Cause I was a woman and Hey, you can ask some questions. And that was it. And that's not easy. That hurts someone's confidence.
3: Forever I... you
2: would think, but you know, for us just getting reps and, challenging each other and you know the community that we have here at the podcast but that
3: that's exactly and i don't just say empowering that. i know
2: people think oh you're being cheap a cheap pop here you're trying to like no i'm being dead serious if we didn't get the response tonight chat when we didn't even know we were going to get a response we're doing it because we just wanted to get better and we want to do something fun um i don't think we get the chances at NBC sports. We don't get the chances at NBA stuff. And so I think the response has been great. And that's, it's, it's amazing. It really is. I, I always tell people who want to get in the business this, And I mean this, I, I didn't get into the business to be f- like, Oh, I want to be famous. Hell I want on. this to do. No. no, you know what I want to do in my life? Because growing up, we didn't have money going to food, get food stamps, you know, welfare stress, constant stress, all I wanted to do in life is get to a point where I could do something I love in sports and make a living and be happy. And right now I am doing that. And <laughs> how many people come up? Hey, do you guys want to work at ESPN in the future? Do you guys want to go to national? I'm like, I had someone this weekend, a basketball exec go. So what do you want to do? You want to get out of Sacramento? At some point? I'm like, honestly, I don't care. No, I, I, know. I, I want to, if I did this night chat for the next 20 years and I could do broadcast work and hang out, this is what I would do. Someone was asking me about like, oh, would you want to just
3: call a bunch of college games? And I'm like, no. Nope. My my heart is in the NBA, and I know for some people it's like, yeah, because it's the it's the big league, and it's like, no, because that's literally where my heart has been since I was a child doing projects on Chris Weber in the fifth grade. It's like that is where I I know I can ultimately be. Uh, one day but it doesn't matter because I'm happy being a part of all these different roles that I am now and yeah like we always say we we couldn't be here without you And um, the whole it takes a village it's you guys consuming our content you know night in and night out with us like you're also doing the work whether you find it fun or not like you're doing the work and being here so just thank you for taking that time
2: your yeah, time and enjoying the journey with us because it's it's been fun. And the last couple of days, like I, I had never done sideline reporting before in my <laughs> life. I had zero doubt yeah. I could do it. I do want... There was one... Okay, I, we, we should just tell this story as we wind down. So one of the games, it was like the second to last game, or second to last uh, day there. And we were doing a game, my first hit. Was this uh, an I, NBA TV hit? No, it was okay. not NBA TV. I, I crushed my NBA TV okay. stuff. This oh. was a game on the NBA app. Okay. And... You know, I, I'm doing, you guys tossed me to do my sideline. The buzzer goes off like right by me, like eh, in my ear. I couldn't hear myself. I stumble. It was what? I, I don't know what happened. I hate that feeling. It was like I had the biggest turnover.
3: I had a hit like that on ESPN on you, one of my you're days. You're being too hard on yourself. No, you're being too I, hard. it wasn't, it wasn't as like buzzer in my ear bad, but it was like, Anybody that can understand words oh, it would be like, off. What?
2: I was so pissed off. I was literally pissed off. And he was. But you he know saw what I him did? For the rest of the game. Literally. Oh, I was you bounced like, back. I was writing down my next one and telling the producer, Hey, I got I got a hit here in the second. I got a, I got Her this story if you want me to get to uh, if you don't mind it. And then I just I bounced back for sure. It was my it was my worst moment the entire week. It was my worst. It irritated me. We bounced back. But my my whole point to that is just overall, it was just such a gratifying feeling and I'm still trying to process it all because we've been on the go. I was able to process it a little bit last night, but like, you know, we, I'm going to process it this weekend. Yeah. Because tomorrow.
3: It,
2: yeah. I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really happy that we're able to do something we love. And, uh, Hey, if, maybe if the Kings decide, uh, NBC's like, yo, we should add a sideline reporter next year. Maybe Deuce Mason gets that call. Hey, you got
3: some, you got some. I got some uh, real, yeah. (laughs) I
2: interviewed some players after. I had some nice hits.
3: Oh, dude, I always say this, and I don't need to compliment you right now, but like as a sideline reporter, you fucking crush it. No, you do your your ability to connect and ask questions to people. I think is one of your best skill sets, and I it's something I have so much more work i need to do with just the confidence like i um ask my questions and that's about
2: reps right you just gotta get reps right and you've gotten so much better at it
3: well thanks but no truly like your your ability um as a sideline reporter is just like it's top notch <laughs> well, thank job.
2: you. i appreciate that um a couple of things we should mention like we keep talking about oh what we did work with some talented people it was working with some awesome producers who work for NBA TV oh my and, gosh. and Warner Media. You work with some ESPN people. But a couple of people we got to work with. Jacob Toby is this like young 25-year-old broadcaster my who heart. did play-by-play. The nicest guy ever. So Grant much energy. energy. It was so much fun to work with him. He
3: made it such a joy.
2: And then you guys may not know some hardcore fans may know this name if you watch G league and some of the, will pay attention to the Warriors, Kevin Dana, who's oh. been the voice of Santa Cruz Warriors for 10 years. And, um, I did play by play and he was a color analyst for a couple of games. And this guy, I call him Mr. G league too, because he knows so much about the G league. He has such a great passion for the league. He is so good at what he does. I know. And, it I've made my life easy i, I was, was
3: gonna like, say so i need so is this your way of saying step up your game with your color more no we'll you do to-
2: great i'm just saying he is just like un. it's it's crazy i was just telling him like dude you're he's so you're good so good i'm like you need to know how good his you are.
3: energy it just in him as a person like again they only they only handpick really nice people really nice people that's what they care about because they're like these are the people we're going to be around for a while so so hey i guess we're really nice people huh it's all good
2: to wrap things up tonight now that's christmas eve my favorite
7: Uh, day of the year
2: yes um thank all you guys i hope you guys enjoy the next couple of days before the next kings game um appreciate your guys support it's crazy to see how much this has evolved over the last couple of years on night chat and uh Let's enjoy the ride together.
3: Yeah. The the amount that you guys are joining us, it's just, it's so appreciated. It just makes this whole journey worth all of it. So thank you so damn, so damn much.
2: We love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go.
3: Happy holidays to you and your families. See
2: ya.
7: Deuce and mo. Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know.
0: Deuce and Mo After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
4: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.